Hello and welcome to episode 233 of Beyond the Weight with Henny and Sandy. Henny? Yes. Did you know this? Did you know that shampoo can go bad? No. Okay. So here's here's how I found out. Okay. Because, well, the last time that I was in Canada, I had run out of purple shampoo. And I didn't really want to buy a thing of purple shampoo in Canada because then I would be bringing it back. And that's just like an accident waiting to happen in your suitcase. Yes. So then, you know, I, to the listeners, I was said to Henny, hey, do you have a little bit of purple shampoo? I just need a little bit. Anyway, she was very kind to give me some purple shampoo, which she had left in a bottle, which went into my squeeze bottle. Perfect. Great. Because at home here, I have this massive, it was a liter bottle of yeah. of shampoo. But I also had another one that in, another time I had been in Canada, probably the first Christmas, like, so we're talking December 2019. So okay. I have the original bottle that I bought that came in my shipment in April of 2019, this one liter bottle, which okay. I still have. Okay. Then I other stuff that I had bought in December of 2019 and I did buy it in Canada but it was in a nice box set and it had like a mask for purple hair blah 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 so I had brought that all back because I had used some of it while I was there gotcha anyway so I've been using this purple shampoo but I've been noticing that my hair just is like so freaking dry I can't do anything with it it feels funny and I was like when I when I go to pour it it's weird and I was like like the shampoo feels funny. Yeah, yeah. I was like, huh, I wonder if um, shampoo goes bad. And sure enough, I Google it. It only has a shelf life of six months. Oh. And it will start breaking down. And you'll know your hair will be like, could be dry. It could be greasy. It'll feel. It's exactly what was happening to my hair. Oh, Wow. I thought when you started telling this this mm-hmm. story about you asking me for purple shampoo and me giving you the the remnants of my purple shampoo bottle, I thought where the story was going was that I had given you expired shampoo. <laughs> I, I, you know, and as I was saying it, I was like, this is what she's waiting for. But, uh, so I'm glad to hear that I know Yours was fine. Yours was fine. Now... I'm trying to remember the brand that I had. Like, I was like, I remember I bought it and it was just like, yes. Oh, it's a popular brand of shampoo. Anyway. Oh, wow. Well, I can't believe that. Although it's interesting that you like noticed even that the shampoo felt weird, that something was wrong with it, you know? Because that's what led me to be like, hmm. Oh, yeah, there it is. Goodbye Yellow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I've heard of that brand. Yeah, Yeah. So. It's by Swartz. So that's. Sh- Anyways, that's what I had. Interesting. Yeah, and it it definitely was not good. Was well, not good. I used to. So I had this like little bottle of of purple shampoo, and I mean I don't know how big it was. Probably three hundred milliliters, let's say. Yep. And I used to just use it like twice a week. Like I would use like my regular shampoo, you know, every day and then twice a week or sometimes even once a week, I'd use the purple shampoo. And, but I mean, 
I probably should have been using it more because my like my blonde was going kind of brassy quite quickly like the mm-hmm. the 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 actual like silvery gray blonde that I really liked yeah. didn't never really lasted long you know yeah and but I didn't love the the shampoo like it the purpleness of it was great but yeah. the the shampooness of it was not yeah. really my favorite like it didn't lather well it didn't sud it didn't you know like i just mm-hmm. didn't love it for like actually washing my hair and so that's why i never really i mean i used it like rarely i use it just to give my hair a little bit of the purpleness right well I, in the summertime, I went to get my hair cut. And of course, you know, like, depending on the salon you go to, they're always trying to sell you stuff. Yeah. Well, the, the woman who cut my hair, because of course I'm, I'm on the hunt for a new salon because I've moved. And so I feel like it's unreasonable to drive 50 minutes just to like go and get my hair cut. And so I'm on the hunt for a new salon. And so I went to this other place and I, and someone new cut my hair, but then of course she's busy trying to sell me stuff. And, and I was, I don't know, in a, in a moment of weakness, agreed to buy things. <laughs> but of course it was like, you know, buy one, get one 50% off or something yeah. like that. Right. So she sold me this ginormous bottle of purple shampoo and an equally ginormous bottle of purple conditioner. And the bottles are so large, in fact, that they have like pumps at the top. Yeah. So like okay. you, so I think they're probably one liter bottles, yeah. maybe, maybe 1.25 liter bottles. Like they're, they're big bottles anyway. So I literally thought to myself, I, I did not think this might go bad, but I did think to myself, I'm going to have to start using this shampoo, like on the, like on the regular, because yeah. otherwise it's going to sit in my shower for years, you know? Yeah. Anyway, but I quite like the shampoo. Like it, it's, it's a good shampoo it also is purple enough for my hair without making my hands purple like without tinging my skin purple and so anyway so I use I've been using this purple shampoo every day yep and and the purple conditioner like every other day and I have to say it's keeping the the blonde color of my hair much nicer and I really like it and it's working out quite well for me Mm-hmm. So that's a really long story that no one cares about my purple shampoo, but you were talking about purple shampoo and, and I was thinking about that and, and I yeah. am really happy actually with the impact on my hair. Yeah. Well, there you go. Good. That's good. <laughs> but you still have a, I sh- well, and you're going to need, well, you're using it every day. Yeah. I'm using it every day. So like, I, I, I mean, I still, I will now keep in mind that I have a six month shelf life, but I feel like if I'm using it every day, you'll be fine. I'll probably use it in six months. Yeah. Okay. But honey, purple shampoo shouldn't leave your fingers purple. Okay. But the purple shampoo that I gave you, yeah. it would, it would make my, it would like make my nail beds purple. I, I've used that shampoo and it doesn't do that to me. I'll, now I'm going to have to use it tomorrow because I still have it. To, it's in my travel Yeah, bag. yeah. You, use it yeah. tomorrow no, and tell me. To see. But I, you... I didn't. That's not something that I recognized. Oh, okay. Good. Happening. Good. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm also, when I go to have my hair done and I need a couple of weeks, I have to go get it done. I am going to buy, I think I'll buy the purple shampoo there. 
I had no idea. And, but I, like I said, I did notice that the shampoo was like, this doesn't feel right. Something is weird. Something is really, really weird. Okay. All right. Now I wait. I have one more thing written down, and you think I would have had it out? Oh, the cheese grater thing. Remember that I had was using a cheese grater that suctioned onto the top of the um, your um, the counter. You, the counter, and then you went and bought one because then you sent me a thing saying I didn't really think this is going to work. But so we, I don't think we've talked about it. No, I don't think we have either. Okay, I was very skeptical mm -hmm. because it's like this big contraption <laughs> that has a, a base that you like that you like turn the little knob and it suctions to the counter, and then it has all these pieces, and it's pretty much like a drum that you turn, yeah. and you stick the cheese in the top, yeah. and then you hold the cheese and you like you know you. Uh, you know, why it's almost like you as a little like think of an old school pencil sharpener. Yeah. Or no, I think I, I, uh, an old school meat grinder. Okay. Even exactly. better. You put the stuff and you, up and you, you put the stuff in the top and you, and you, you know, you Correct. go around and around and around with your hand. Right. Yeah. I was very skeptical. I was like, how on earth is this going to work? Sandy, it works so perfectly and it is so fast and all the pieces come apart and can go in the dishwasher yeah it is a genius kitchen contraption i yeah. would I, I, highly recommend it to anyone and everyone it is and, a, it is a kitchen gadget that you need and well some people might have a like a KitchenAid stand mixer because i see on um, emmeline's uh, christmas wish list she has that attachment that she's asked for but I'm thinking it's probably because Brock's probably grinding some meat or something is what they're right, right, using right, right. it for. But but um, they could use it for cheese too because he also, okay, here's the other thing. So we have old school, you know, like the the the, the four-sided grater. Yeah. When I'm at Brock's, he has to watch it. I can't even just grate cheese and then put it in the sink to be doing with everything else later. No. Mom, you have to do that right now. There's because I'm the one that does the dishes and it's going to all be stuck in there. And if you don't do it right now, it gets all stuck. What are you talking about? Regardless, if you just do the cheese, it's still like um, moist, right? Like yeah. on there. I don't really think it matters. Anyways, he's super anal about that. So I always Funny. have to be like go and wash it right away. But I hate I have, washing those things. I have only ever had that kind of a cheese grater, like a box yeah. grater, right? That stands yeah. on the counter and you like rub the cheese up and down the grater, right? Correct. And then you have to be careful that you don't like rub your yeah. knuckles. Exactly. You know? mm -hmm. So I've only ever used something like that. I've never used something that worked as quickly or as easily as, as this cheese grater does. You literally, like, I, I was shocked. I, like, put the cheese in the top and, like, went around, like, five times. The cheese was gone. It was all, like, it was perfect. Chef's kiss. It, yeah. I couldn't get over it. I was like, this is, <laughs> this is insane. This, this is a genius gadget. Okay. okay. Have you used it for any vegetables? Because you can also do vegetables in it. I've never used it for vegetables, no, but I, have, I, I can, I can imagine like, especially like if you wanted to 
great or if you wanted something like a zucchini for example like if you yep. wanted some sort of like a zucchini type noodle mm -hmm. I feel like that would work really slickly yep yeah but the the great thing is is that it actually does suction onto the countertop and it's it doesn't it really move. does it really it does not move it, I, it know. Really... I, think, I think you need to put the link in show notes I think I think so. I'll sh I'll share the link in in the show notes. So if people want to purchase one of these for themselves, not an yeah. ad, but just, yeah, <laughs> it, I mean it's it real. I I can't I can't even tell you how incredible it is. Also, you know what other kitchen gadget I use all the time that I never had before I met you? Oh my God, this lemon squeezer. Yeah. <laughs> the juicer. I use it all the time because <laughs> because. Um, Lately, I'm I I use it all, all, I use it quite frequently. Like I'm gonna say every other day, because Mark has discovered mojitos. Okay, and he he really is like obsessed with them these days. And I guess he must have had one like at some point, like at a like at a place that that they go after work sometimes. Yeah. And but then he was like. Uh, he asked me one day, this is several months ago. He asked me one day, like, do you know how to make one of these? Because yeah. like we have these at the bar, but like, they're so expensive. And I said, I'm pretty sure that a mojito is just like lime and rum and simple syrup and mint. Like I, I said, I'm pretty yeah. sure it's easy and I'm pretty sure I could make it. Anyway, it is in fact, just like lime juice, sugar, rum, mint, and some club soda and that's it you know like it, it is super super simple anyway so i'm i am a very accomplished mojito maker okay and i probably make them every other day <laughs> and so i use i use that that lime juicer the, yeah. like the lime and lemon squeezer i use it all the time because you need for one drink you need the juice of one lime and are, do you have in your, are you growing fresh mint? I'm not growing fresh mint, although I should put some, the next time I I fill my arrow garden, I should grow some mint because that would be super easy. Yeah. And it would, like it would, it would last for a long time. Mm -hmm. And I would get a good harvest from that. Speaking of my arrow garden. Oh, Yes. <laughs> Listeners will remember that months ago I planted cherry tomatoes in my mm -hmm. arrow garden. So that happened at the end of June. And I was waiting for them and they grew like the plants grew very quickly. I had like significant green plants very soon. But that's it. Just a lot of greenery and I kept like I kept trimming them down, like trimming them shorter, trimming them shorter because they kept growing to the height of the arrow garden. And so then I would mm -hmm. cut them down and then they would grow and I would cut them down. But that was it. That's all I was getting. And so I was concerned, like, why am I not getting tomatoes? But I wasn't even getting flowers. So like, why yeah. is this, why are these plants not flowering? Because I'm not going to get fruit if they don't flower. And then, but people assured me, listeners assured me that I just had to wait and be patient and that it would come. So I'm going to say about the end of August, beginning of September, I had a few little like flower petals. That was it. Nothing. 
nothing, nothing. And so now it is now the beginning of October and I have a lot of flower petals, but they're not open. Like they're just like these little closed yellow bits, like buds almost, like little yellow buds. Okay. And I have a lot of them. The plant itself is growing out of control. Like it, it's massive. It's grown up way past the top of the arrow garden. Yeah. Like it, like it, it's it. It looks like a shrub in the in the middle of my living room. Like it just, yeah. it, it doesn't look great. And it has these little yellow bu- bulbs all over the place, little yellow buds, and that's it. And so now, <laughs> let's see. It's been, it's been almost three and a half months since I planted these and I mean the plant the plants themselves are growing you know very ferociously but there are definitely no tomatoes so so I'm just like I just had to google image like uh, arrow garden and tomatoes and these tomatoes are not growing up higher than the light Right. Where's the, I, I mean, I'm going to have to take a picture. This is bushy, like, but yeah, this is, have... this is, this is out of control. Like, and I think some of it is on the, the grower. Like, I think it's a grower fault, like a grower problem, because I think I should have been more. Oh, you should have been trimming it back probably at the very beginning. Yeah. I and wonder. then, and then and the it would other... have gone out the other way. Like it, it, these ones look really bushy this way, not yeah. this way. Well, mine are both. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mine, mine have sort of expanded horizontally and vertically. But and yeah. then, and then my sister-in-law was over the other day, and she was saying that she had just learned this year because she has like she grows things in her backyard, and so she said she had just learned this year that. With tomato plants, sometimes you get two like branches growing out of the same spot and you're supposed to pluck one of them. Correct. Yes. Um, And so she was like plucking a whole bunch of things off of the plant to like try and help it a little bit. But I I think it's beyond reproach. Yeah. I, and I know that about that only because of Emmeline having it and, oh yeah, no, I see somebody's in it. This looks similar to yours because I saw yours (laughs) when I was there last time. And and if you can, yeah, and that was a month ago. And well, so you can only imagine how much worse it looks now. Yeah. <laughs> because it, when you don't do that, then I think it takes like it's it's doesn't it it needs to conserve all of its energy to one thing, and when you do yes. that, then it's going to both, right? Yes. Yeah. There's I forget. There's actually a there is a term for that there's a term for it yeah because because my sister-in-law used the term she's like I just learned I just learned this this year yeah it's not it's not called a sucker but it's something like that like yes the idea that the one is like sucking Sucking. the energy from the other yeah yeah all the nutrients and everything yeah yeah so anyway so I'm not I'm although I have kept this plant alive and and it is being yeah it's it seems the greenery seems very happy i'm having zero luck anything yeah zero luck with the fruit yes yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) next year because you like tomatoes i think you should just do have a potted tomato plant in your backyard you have lots of room and those are easy also yeah maybe 
Maybe. And then at the end of the summer, whatever happens to it, happens to it. No biggie. Yeah. But tomatoes, I remember, like, I've been at Emmeline's in October and the tomatoes are still growing. Yeah. So tomatoes can go a little, you don't need a lot of plants to get a lot of tomatoes. Yeah. 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 Anyway, Graham and Alexandra have been trying to, they've been growing things in their little patch and a little garden and they plant and, and then like I hear them well when I was there, but also when I'm having a video call with them, shooing things away because a squirrel keeps taking it and she had one beautiful tomato and then she looked and saw it was gone and opened the door and the squirrel like literally had it in its little paws. Yeah. Yeah. She was not impressed at all with that squirrel. Those squirrels, they are little, they are rascals for sure. Yeah. And so anyway, this morning I, she, I, I wake up and there's like photos because they had planted potatoes and potatoes are difficult. Okay. Anyway, they, they have to make, they have potatoes. They harvested some little potatoes. There's like maybe 10, like little, yes. And they're super super pleased with themselves as they should oh wow they have these potatoes we, should, we got potatoes that's what i got a, a message sent we got that's potatoes. so f- that's so fun and i said they will be the best potatoes you'll have ever tasted <laughs> yes right. because you grew them with your own two hands exactly i just sent you a photo oh, fun. oh yeah there's four, five, six, seven, nine little potatoes they have yeah so anyway anyways oh my goodness okay that was a lot of chit chat about nothing well i think it was important to talk about the cheese grater especially yeah because people need to people need to know also shampoo because if it's someone like my mom okay first of all i i buy one like i buy one bottle of shampoo and I use that bottle before and I might have a replacement in the cupboard yeah, same but I only have one open except yeah, for the same I have. and Phil has one right no but you you have obviously been to people's homes where you go into their bathroom and their shower has got a plethora of different products yes what is why what are you doing I, I don't if, know that if you that is not it, then get rid of it yeah that is not me no yeah, no. my mother's like that, and she's got like a tons of this, that, and the next thing. I have shampoo, conditioner, and body wash that is mine, and then we have shampoo and body wash that is Mark's, and that is it. Yeah, it's like no, 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 no. too much, no. too much, too much, too much stuff. I just don't like junk either, like you know, no, like especially in the shower because it's wet, right, and like. No, thank yeah. you. No, I mean, I, I. It's like you go in and you open it. You're like, what? Are, what are you? What are you? What is happening here? Like, if you don't like it, it's no, you're not going to like it anymore the longer it hangs around. No. No, you but know? there is this. It it must be related to. I mean, it could be one of two things. It could be a l- pure laziness. <laughs> okay. Right. That's harsh. Um. Well. <laughs> But it could be. And then B, it could be this idea that you've paid for this and you don't want to waste it. And so you keep it. But like if you've now bought something else that you're using and that's just sitting there, you're not using it. So you might as well get rid of it. Exactly. Or 
give it away. Give it away. Yes. See if somebody else might want it. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Absolutely. So funny. Oh, okay. So Sandy, this is a, a change of topic. So I, I came across this. Okay. I came across this podcast because I had been, someone was talking to me about having heard a podcast and she, and she was like trying to describe it. And she was trying to describe like who the host of the podcast was. And then I realized that she was talking about armchair expert. Okay. And so, and I was yeah. like, oh, I know what podcast you're talking about. It's armchair expert. And she's like, yes, that's right. And so she was talking about a specific episode that was relatively, like came out relatively recently. It was a, the episode with Jonathan Vanessa. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, I actually like, I want to go and listen to that episode because uh, Jonathan Venice is a person that I've like seen in a variety of different like places or heard in a variety of different places and know of. And, and, uh, and so I thought, Ooh, this will be very interesting to me. And so I went and listened to that armchair expert pot like episode. And then in the episode, they were talking about his podcasts because he himself has been hosting podcasts for years Mm -hmm. And, and, but I've never listened to his podcast before. And so I thought I need to, I need to look this up. So I go onto Apple podcasts and I check out, or like I, I look at, I look up his podcast and the main like title of his podcast is getting curious. And so I'm like, okay, getting curious. And he, and so he even said like when he was talking about his own podcast, he's like, I'm just curious about a lot of things. And so he's like, we just pick like topics and find experts to talk about them. And like, I learn about them. And I thought this sounds fun. And the interesting thing, like the, the neat thing with a podcast that has this sort of a concept beside behind it is that you can pick and choose what yeah. you listen to depending exactly. on like what you're interested in learning about. Right. And so yeah. I thought, okay, I wonder if he has any like health, weight, body, like, I wonder if he has any episodes like in that like vain anyway. Yeah. And so the first thing that comes up is a po one of his podcast episodes. So it's on the podcast name, getting curious with Jonathan Van S and the uh, podcast episode title is how effed up is fat phobia. And I was like, I have to, I have to start listening to this. I have to see how it is. And so the, the podcast episode was like oh, just over an hour long and I was listening to it initially and I thought, oh, I'm just going to listen to it and see how it is before I shared it with you. And I got about halfway through and I thought, this is really great stuff. I have to, I have to forward this along. So yeah. I sent it along to you. So I don't know yeah. if you listened to it or not. I, okay. I started listening to it and I just was like, I just, I just can't relate to this. Okay. So funny. Yeah, because I did. I, I like. I thought, okay, I'm going to listen to this podcast, and I was just like, I, I just can't do this. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I, I sometimes, sometimes it's that information. I've either heard a lot of the same thing, and Which then you have I, none of this was new information. And sometimes then I find that the people are preachy about it or something. Okay. Like there's some something that just yeah because you know I'm very picky 
about yes. you're very picky about things you listen to yeah like I, not not I mean I listen to a lot of stupid stuff believe me but and a lot no, of stuff but you're not whatever. you're not picky about the content you're picky about the sound yeah I am very picky right maybe yeah, just, yeah. maybe picky it's I'm also it's more I'm more sensitive to it that's so, that's a better descriptor yeah yeah I mean between you and I we know it I am picky but for the listeners we'll just say that. <laughs> I think to be picky is not necessarily a bad thing. No. It's, I also am picky. Yeah, but picky can also mean that you exclude things that maybe would be of a benefit or that you should listen to, that you could learn something from. So that. Right. So so this particular episode, she, the expert that he had on was uh, Sabrina Strings, Dr. Sabrina Strings, who wrote a book called Fearing the Black Body. Mm. And that's a book that I've read. And so okay. I think that was part of what was interesting and familiar to me was yeah. it's this author talking about her book, a book that I've read, but then yeah. to hear her talk about the things that she found and the research that she did and the things that she put in the book. Yeah. And then to remember and to recall the things from the book, like that was interesting to me. Um the hosts of the podcast, Jonathan, their voices or their the way that they speak is very fast. Mm-hmm. And so I can I can I can understand that if you have a if you're sensitive about what you listen to or the sound of the voice that you listen to, I could appreciate that it might be a, a like might require work. Yeah. Which isn't necessarily what you want when you're listening to a podcast. I can I can see that. I can see yeah. that. He he was fine actually. I didn't I didn't mind him at all. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The the yeah. thing the thing that was interesting about just just hearing it again, like just hearing yeah. the conversation again. And it's like you said, it's not information that we haven't heard before. It's not information that that you and I haven't talked about before. Like mm-hmm. it's very to us, it's it's um knowledge that we've come across before it's it's questions and ideas that we've grappled with before it's conversations we've had before but it was still interesting for me to hear it again mostly just because this this real ingrained idea that like well of fat phobia like this real ingrained idea that to be of a certain weight is appropriate and Mm. to not be of that weight is not you know like Mm -hmm. this is a real like it 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 that that idea and that bias runs so deep in I mean in me for sure I in most of us I I would argue you know that yeah that this idea that to be healthy means to be a certain size, which is not necessarily true. And that's something we've talked about. You know, to to be a certain size is to be attractive and to be not of that size is to be unattractive, which we also Mm -hmm. know is not necessarily true. To, To carry... Uh, to carry this amount of weight must mean that you are this type of a person, whether that is lazy or lacking willpower or whatever, which we also know is not necessarily true, like all of these things. And then, and then also to 
have this real sense that there are some words that we just can't use, like, and fat being one of them, you know, like to, to refer to yourself, for example, like to refer to myself as a fat person, like, like there was a, at one point in the podcast, Jonathan asked the author a question and said like something, you know, and was putting together the question and said like a you know, fat people. And then, and then, and then he was like, okay, he's like, I have to stop. He's like, because I am, I'm, he, he, he'll say like, I'm having an intrusive thought. He's like, I, I'm having <laughs> yeah. this like, just like thought that is distracting me. And I have to tell you about it before we can keep going. And he's like, I'm really just having a hard time putting this question together and using the term fat to describe people. He's like, it makes me feel really icky. I don't like it, you know? And, and the author was like, okay, but like, it, it's a descriptive word. It, yeah. you know, it, it doesn't have to carry shame or vitriol or whatever, you know? And, and, and he was like, I know, but for me it does, you know? And and so, and, and I know that that's something that I'm trying to like work through and, and become more comfortable with myself too. Like this, this idea of, you know, fat as being a, a descriptive word and not necessarily carrying. Yeah you know, a negative connotation or, you know, like, yeah, yeah. carrying the weight that it does. Good pun, you know? And so it was, it was interesting. I would, yeah, I think, I think if, if you're like for listeners of our podcast, if you're looking for things to listen to, like if you're at a, um, you know, if you're, if you're starved for, you know, podcast episodes, I would, I would check it out. I, I found it quite interesting. He, he has a few other episodes. Like there was one episode that I have, I haven't listened to any other episodes yet, but there was one about the science of sleep. Yeah. That I want to check out. Cause I feel like that could be interesting, but I, I like, there are a few in there that I'm like, Ooh, I think that could be cool. Like that expert sounds interesting to talk to. So I don't yeah. know, we'll have to see. Yeah, I I um I just was looking because I've now I've gone on to his podcast to look and sure yeah, there are some um there are some that sound interesting but there's one in particular here Henny that I think that you should listen to it is was September thirteenth how can I be a good plant parent <laughs> <laughs> after our discussion. You know. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> but now I have to listen to that because I don't I don't understand. But I see oh that's a long one, an hour and three minutes. But I see some of these are very short too. Yeah. Like fifteen minutes or eleven minute podcasts. Yeah. yeah. So so I mean those ones are kind of always nice too. You know, you just need a little like a little something. Yeah. Oh gosh. Anyways. Oh yeah, the science of sleep. Yeah, I'm I'm interested in that one. Yeah. So yeah, it's always uh, it's always fun to come across. Well, it's fun to come across new things because the new is always like yeah. and exciting. But um, but it's especially fun to find other voices to listen to that are voices that are coming from a different background, but are yeah. talking about the same thing. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm looking forward to delving a little bit further into that. Although, yeah. although I just started an audiobook. This is my problem with podcast listening is that because I'm a huge audiobook listener, I yeah. get like I I get caught between the two and I'm like and then if I have 
like audiobooks from the library, I feel pressured to listen to the audiobook mm. because it's like that loan is going to expire and then I can't listen to the podcast that I want to listen to because my listening time is going towards something else, you know? So yeah, I yeah. so what I what often happens is I'll have like I'll finish a, an audiobook or I'll finish like a couple of audiobooks in succession and then I'll have like a two-day period where I'm like listening to podcasts like and I'm gesturing as if I'm eating them but like consuming <laughs> podcasts as quickly as I can and then I'm like okay and now I jump back into an audiobook today this afternoon I just started an I just started an audiobook called Country of the Blind okay and the book is it's like um, it's a memoir, but also has like nonfiction elements of like just information. Yeah. And the author is a man who has some sort of a degenerative disease where where over the course of his life, he's losing his sight. Okay. And and so as a teenager and like into his early 20s, there were things that he, like he, his vision was starting to go. So like he said, like he would drop something on the ground and then he wouldn't be able to see it to recoup it. He's like, but for the most part, he saw quite well. Like he still drove into his twenties yeah. um, during the day, you know, but not at night and like things like that. But then as he's, as he's been aging, he's slowly losing more and more sight. And, and so I'm only in the very, very beginning part of the book. It, it's already fascinating and like yeah. even in the first little bit he's talking about you know th the idea of losing his sight and that you know he's like sometimes I just wish that like it would just be gone yeah he's like every day is like okay so what am I not going to be able to see today you know right. like and yeah. And, and then he also has just recently in the part that I listened to has talked about like the progression, the, the steps that it took for him to start using a cane when he was walking, because he said, you know, like I was learning to use the cane and the cane was helpful to me. He said, but I still had some sight. Mm. And so then he said he had an altercation, not an altercation, but he had an incident, I guess, with where where some it, it became apparent to some random person that although he was walking with the cane he also had some vision and that person said something really nasty to him about like like taking advantage or something you know like and so then for a long time he wouldn't use his cane in public oh, because, because he felt like an imposter because he's like like I I do have some sight but like yeah he also didn't have a lot of sight, you know, like it, yeah. it, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a, it's an area of disability that I don't know a lot about, yeah. which is, so I find that really fascinating. And then this idea of, you know, uh, sort of a process of losing sight rather than, yeah. you know, having sight or not having sight and, and yeah. what that's like. Yeah, I mean it's so so far so good. I, I'm I'm not even ten percent into the book, but I'm I'm sold. I'm all in. Yeah, that sounds really interesting. So Phil's stepbrother, um is his stepbrother? Yeah, stepbrother. When I met him, he had was in a long term relationship with someone who 
um, was blind, but okay. she did have sight up to a certain point. Like, say, this is like the same sort of story. I think in her teens, she began to slowly lose her sight till it got to the point. But to sit and have a conversation with this person was interesting because they, they, uh, like she would describe things in such detail. Oh. But was like, I, I mean, I would assume you're pulling from your memory of what you have stored in up until that point to have seen with all of the other senses, with like the things that you're hearing, with mm -hmm. things that, you know, that you feel, that you taste, mm -hmm. to, I, I mean, it, I, it was always, because the first time I met her, I was like, oh, you'd you feel weird, right? Because you've never, I've never been around somebody who has no sight at all. Mm -hmm. And just her comfort with everything. I mean, he he would help her get dressed and the whole bit. Um, mm -hmm. And they had been together, I'm going to say, close to 20 years. Okay, wow. And then she dumped him. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> for, for yeah, uh, which was, I mean, I mean, he was heartbroken about it. But anyways, um, it was always, it was, it was, it was an interesting thing. I was the only person that I've ever been around who yeah. um, has lost their vision or yeah. has been severely impaired by their vision. Yeah, yeah. That was just... But yeah, it sounds like a fascinating book. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's in, yeah, I mean, fascinating. And it, it was just, it, it's making me think about, I mean, certainly it makes me think about how judgmental we are about like so many people for so many reasons, you know, mm -hmm. like, but, but how judgmental we can be about people like who are using certain tools or taking advantage of certain uh like i'm going to use the word crutch but i don't actually necessarily mean a crutch but like yeah. like things things to help them out you know and and yeah. i mean definitely you know i see this in in the school uh milieu because you have kids who are you know like using different things to help them right whether mm. it's a calculator or a you know some sort of a uh, thing that sits on their chair or like, so, you know, like whatever it might be, you know, to, to help them with whatever it is that they need, whether it's, you know, some sort of a tactile thing to, to keep them like settled in the chair or whether it's something to help them do some, uh, in the case of a calculator to do some quick computation so that they can keep their, like the, the work of their brain on something more complex or, you know, or even, you know, kids who, you know, benefit from someone writing something down for them instead of writing it themselves, you know, and, mm -hmm. and for the most part, kids are pretty good at recognizing that some kids, like it helps some kids to have this and other kids don't need that. And, but then, but then sometimes you see it where you have, like, sometimes I'll see it in, in classes where I'll say, okay, I want everyone to learn how to use this tool. And, and some kids will say, well, I don't need it. Yeah. It doesn't, but, but, and then, so then my argument is always, okay, but so I know that you can do this without, but I'd like you to learn how to use it too, because maybe it will be helpful to you when you're yeah. trying something else or, you know, like, and, and so there is this sense of like, 
if we if we need something to you know help us that that yeah. is like makes us lesser than you know mm-hmm. and so even thinking about this like with the like with the cane and like walking with the cane and like someone else being like you know well you don't need the cane you can still see yeah okay but <laughs> I mean okay so I have some but sight I, you know like yeah but, but also like it, it helps, you know, and yeah. then that gets you into the whole conversation about, you know, just the idea of universal design, you know, and then the most classic yes. example is a ramp in a building, you know, how many yeah. people are using the ramp in the building, not just the people who are in a wheelchair, exactly. you yes. know, and so like it just, you know, we're, we're so judgy about yeah. uh, others taking it, like taking advantage or making use of uh, yeah. different tools and supports and we're and we're judgmental towards ourselves for taking advantage or making use of these things too but like uh, we shouldn't be no and I I mean if I think about an example that is not like one example I can think about mm-hmm. is whether you do a push-up on your um, toes Great. or you do it on your knees yeah and at one point it was uh, you're doing a men's push up or a ladies a female push up. Uh-huh. And I remember having a friend say that to me, and I was like, "What? No, it's a modified push up. Yeah. It is not for. It's not. Oh, I just do. I just do women's push ups. What? Well, I don't even know what that is. No, no. It's a modified push up. Yeah, <laughs> and any person of any gender can do either type of push up. Exactly. And yeah. depending on your body composition depending on your strength depending on your experience depending on your age depending on all sorts of things Mm -hmm. you may choose to do one or the other depending on how you're feeling one particular day you may choose to do one or the other yeah depending on whether you've had some sort of an injury and you're recovering like Mm -hmm. that maybe you don't you don't see just Mm -hmm. because you've had something done it doesn't mean you can't like that you've had some sort of a, that you have some sort of injury doesn't necessarily mean it needs to be blaring out. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? One of the things that I've been making use of quite a bit and it, and it really has been a good thing for me is I got a couple of yoga blocks. Yoga blocks. I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) So I, I always had a yoga block. I don't know. At some point I got a yoga block and why I only got one, I don't know, but, but it was because at the time that I got it, I had, I had, was using one and, but I, I know that there are some things that I don't do properly because I can't like reach one hand in one place or whatever. And so in the summertime, I thought I, I need another yoga block. Like I need one for each hand so that I have one on either side of my mat. And it, it's been great. It like, I yeah. just, it makes a real, it makes a big difference to some of the, like some of the positions that I just, yeah. and I'm, and I'm getting a better workout because yes. I'm able to properly do things. And mm-hmm. it doesn't, it's not that it's easier or that it's like, it, I think sometimes we think it's cheating, you know, like, yeah, but it's yeah. not about that. It's about like, depending mm-hmm. on your body, what, like yes. what you can do you know, how mm-hmm. flexible you are, how stretched out you are, how tall you are, how, whatever. Yeah, right? exactly. It yes. Has, it has made all the difference. It's made all the difference. Yeah. So to have one, and so now I've got one on either side of my mat. And so they're, 
And, mm-hmm. and even that, even if I only need one, the fact that yeah. I have one on either side of my mat, I can grab it from either side. Yeah. Even that makes things easier. Like, and it's, sure. so it's like these things that you don't even think about that. It's like, why was I resisting yeah. doing this for so long? And like, mm-hmm. it could have made my life easier a long time ago. Well, it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's like the... It's like the cheese grater, you know, <laughs> I, I was skeptical that a cheese grater that you uh-huh. wind around was going to work. And so I didn't get it. Yeah. And then, you know, lo and behold, it makes yeah. my life so easy. Yeah. And you know, I don't like gadgets like that, that don't get used. So I'm not a, a gadget person and it, uh-huh. but this, yeah. yeah, because whether it's much easier than doing the other thing and if it still needs to be washed. So, you know, it gets washed and yeah. perfect, perfect. Love perfect. it. Okay. Sandy, hard shift because I'm thinking about all of the things, all of the wonderful things that you've brought into my life, like the lime and lemon juicer, like the <laughs> yes. grater. Yeah. And now before we started recording today, you were telling me about cauliflower and carrot mash I was and yeah. first of all I'm not really a fan of cauliflower mash period but I feel like cauliflower mash with something else in it yeah I feel like that sounds like I could do that uh-huh. and I love a cooked carrot so this idea of cauliflower and carrot mashed together sounds delicious but then you said something that really piqued my interest and that was you said that I could do this in the microwave. Yes, of course. Okay, you so you need to tell me how this works. <laughs> uh, okay. So because sometimes I have like leftover little little bits of, of veg, and because I have a cauliflower dish that I make, and then I was making a broccoli dish this week. So no, that's though the broccoli was for something else. Sorry, take that out. So I have my cauliflower, <laughs> and I still have some leftover. Okay. So. I was planning up my meals and I was like, oh, okay, well, we'll have this like um, breaded fish that's done in the oven and I'm going to put that over top of this cauliflower and carrot mash. And so literally it's like taking cauliflower and carrot, you can either boil it in the, um, like on the stove in water, or sometimes I just like put it in a glass dish and then put a little bit of water in it. And then I just put, throw it in the microwave. And then I'll do like, depending on how much is in it, I might do 90 seconds or two minutes or something like that. Okay. So take it. This up. was, this was my question. So raw cauliflower, raw carrot. Yeah. With a little yeah. bit of my, with a little bit of water in the microwave, 90 seconds and that will cook it. It's, I mean, I, I like 90 seconds, two minutes. Like it depends on how much uh-huh. you have also. Right. It doesn't take long to do. It doesn't. It, it just, surprises me. Quicker. I, I would have thought that it would take longer. No. And how big you cut it. I mean, there's a lot of factors, yeah. right? So yeah, you, yeah, of course. And your microwave, your microwave is better than the microwave I have. I mean. You got a nice microwave. So you may nice find. Microwave. Yeah. Um, so my, mine, because it's in Spanish, I only do everything on high. That's it. Fair. and and then i make sure i drain it i think that's what the thing is is because cauliflower is already like when you boil it it's very watery right so then i drain it i put it into like like my potato masher out which is just like a regular old masher yeah i put some salt pepper and a little bit of butter in there sometimes honey i might even throw if i have some um philadelphia cream cheese i might put a little bit of that 
or a little bit of grated um, Parmesan if I've got some fresh Parmesan in there. And then I mash it all up. It's still kind of chunky because it, it's not smooth. I don't okay. really like it smooth. I don't like it smooth. I like the little chunks in it, especially okay. with carrot. And then it is delicious and feels like, what is this? I said, I know it's so bloody good. Very tasty. But a little, like a little bit of butter, a little bit of cream cheese, like to put something like, to put a fat in it would make it taste better, obviously. Yeah, but but even just with the butter, tastes yeah. perfect. Like salt and pepper and butter, tastes delicious. Oh my goodness, that sounds so good. I was telling you this before we started recording, but there's a, there are two like very popular Dutch dishes and one of them is called Stompel and it literally is mashed potato with mashed carrot. And the yeah. other is burakol, which is mashed potato with kale, like mashed together. Oh. And and both of them, like you're like typically in in Holland, they will make this dish like potato with carrot or potato with kale, and then they'll serve it with a like with a particular type of sausage, and like that's a whole yeah. that's a oh. meal. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the Dutch are real like meat and potatoes kind of people, right? So so yeah. this is like their like I don't know. It's, I don't know comfort if it's fancy, food. but it, yeah, it's comfort food for sure. It's comfort food. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but it's also, um, uh, I mean, indicative delicious. of, of it's, it's like if you went to Poland, you're going to have that type of, because root vegetables were, are, were easy to grow and correct. lasted a long time. Right? Correct. So correct. Potatoes, so, and they, so they carrots. were inexpensive, right? Yes. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and they stored well. Yes, they right? did. So now, any, anyway, I mean, this sounds great cauliflower mashed with some carrot yes. I'm into it yeah and as I was saying before it's like I grew up with my mom making like um rutabagas yeah and and carrot mash and that right. always had butter too delicious also so chunky it was never smooth we never had rutabaga mash but we did have rutabaga my parents would cook it in the pressure cooker yeah, they which, cook most of our vegetables in the pressure cooker. Yeah, rutabaga being one of them. <laughs> never grew up with, never grew up with a pressure cooker. So yeah, but yeah, but we did, and the same thing because rutabaga was cheap. Yeah, and it's filling. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, but and um, it's good. I, I mean, it's tasty too. Oh, I, I, I love it. I love, I love a root veg. Yeah, I mean, that's at Christmas. We would always that would be the vegetable that I would make, like with the turkey. We would have rutabagas and carrot and mash with you, it. Would you put nutmeg on it? No, I didn't put nutmeg, but that okay. would be good. So that's what my mom used to do. Like if we had, like that was the topping. Like it was, it's mm. funny the things that had toppings. Like cooked broccoli, <laughs> cooked broccoli at my house growing up always oh. had that like bright orange, like it was in a craft, like dark blue container. And it was like a bright orange powder. It was like a cheddar cheese powder topping. It looked okay. like. You know, like when you get like Parmesan cheese in a container that you like sprinkle on. Yeah. Okay, so this yeah. was like that, but it was bright orange because it was supposed to be like cheddar flavor. I mean, it's it's Where chemical. Where did you buy that? Like it's not I, in the in the pantry aisle of the grocery store. <laughs> like with okay, the. Well, you need to take. Did they still sell it? I don't, I don't know. know what you're I don't know. This, I, like, this sounds like this sounds like a like a jar of um uh KD. That's kind of what it's like. It's like craft dinner powder, but like in a container and you just sprinkle it on. Anyway, that's what we used to eat on top of cauliflower and broccoli. Yeah. 
Yeah. But on okay. top of rutabaga was always nutmeg. That was the that was the topping. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my my broccoli can't have broccoli unless it has like a ton of cheese on it. I'm like, I, no. But growing <laughs> up, we always had cheese on it. Yeah. Whether it got be cheese whiz or yeah, cheese something. Well, oh, there's lots of different brands of like powdered orange cheese, but I've yeah. never seen it in Canada. Okay, I, I don't. Know. Yeah, I don't know if I've seen it recently. I'm gonna next time I'm at the grocery store, I'm gonna take a look for it, and if I see it, I'll yeah. take it for you. Please take a photo. Let me see it. Oh, see it. Well, I'm yeah. gonna try the cauliflower and carrot mash. This that's oh, delicious. Yeah. And I think I that's will. I think that's it. That's it. Okay. Well, I mean, as as always, pleasure speaking with you, chatting with you. I will be thinking about you. I will send you a photo of my cauliflower and my carrot mash tonight. Yes, do it. And I'm going to make it, I think I'm going to make it this weekend. Mm, So good. Yeah, I know you'll like it. (laughs) Very well. All right, Skinny. Thanks for the chat. All right. Thanks. Thanks for listening, everyone. Okay, bye. Talk to you next week. Okay, ciao.